are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase riding solo on this Thursday edition of the show, guys. It's episode number four of five. Download it into your phone this week. Subscribe wherever you get the podcast. It can be Apple, Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, you name it. We are available across all podcast platforms Monday through Friday, guys. We're your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And guess what? We're also on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in video form as well on youtube.com. Awesome start to the YouTube channel. We've done so many different shows already on YouTube. Again, all the podcasts go straight to our YouTube channel as well, but also the difference between the podcast feed and why you also want to subscribe to YouTube is we're starting YouTube shorts as well. So we're going to not only have full podcast on our channel, but also short, you know, two to five, 10 minute videos as well that you can only get on the channel, different series that we're going to do throughout the regular season and the off season. So it's an exciting start to our YouTube platform. So again, be sure to subscribe to all our Locked On Eagles channels wherever you get the show. Coming up on today's edition of the podcast, I want to talk about rest versus preparing in the preseason. And also, speaking of that topic, there was a report today about Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and their involvement in that decision when a lot of the time you would think it's up to the coaches. Who plays when it comes to the starters? How much do they play and how much rest do they get? I want to get into Lurie and Roseman and their involvement in this and maybe compared to other NFL teams, how involved they are compared to other general managers and owners. So that's coming up on today's edition of the show. And then I have a fun ending to this episode. I thought about it today because of the New York Jets-Eagles finale on Friday that always happens every year. It's been a tradition like no other um, since we've all been Eagles fans growing up. I, I was thinking about just random moments of Eagles Jets preseason finales. I'm like, that would be a fun way to end today's show. I'm going to give just the first random preseason Eagles memory that comes into my head. I'm going to talk about in segment three. I have no idea which one's going to come into my head. And then I thought it'd be fun to have you guys do the same thing. So when I talk about the random Eagles preseason memory in segment three, the first thing you think of when you think of the Eagles preseason, I want you to tweet at me at Lockdown Birds or at DiBiase, L-O-E. I thought it'd be a fun exercise to get us through this final week of the preseason. Or you can email us as well at Podcast at gmail.com or comment in the YouTube channel, comment feed. We have a lot of different ways you guys can reach us, but let's do that coming up after today's edition of the podcast. Guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com and tell them that Lockdown sent you. So there was a report today that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have encouraged Nick Sirianni to sit his starters. And I want to get into the Lurie and Howie portion of that topic in segment two. But in segment one, I want to talk about just in general, is that the right decision for a team to make when it comes to resting players in the preseason versus getting them prepared to not have a rusty, slow start to the season like the Eagles have had 
in three years straight, right? 2017, they started off on fire. 2016, the same thing. But 2018, 2019, 2020, they were injured coming out of the gate and they were slow coming out of the gate to really get things going and consistently win football games. Does that have to do with the team's you know, strategy in the preseason when it comes to preparing? I'm not so sure, but that's what I want to get into today. That question, is it the right decision to rest your starters for the majority of the preseason? I think the, the decision in a vacuum, before we get into Roseman and Lurie and their involvement, before I get into that, the actual decision itself, I think is absolutely the right one. To me, I prioritize health over preparedness when it comes to the preseason, especially when you look at the Eagles and their individual case. With the injuries they've had since 2017, it has been historically bad. And so I love personally the way they've gone about the preseason this year. Even with three games, they're like, nope, we don't even want to use them in the first game, the second game. We're just going to get through the preseason and really play the backups. I mean, Jalen Hurts has had two drives and he's in year two of an unproven NFL career heading into the first year's QB1. But they're, again, prioritizing rest over preparedness. And because I don't want to say over preparedness, because they're definitely preparing. Training camp has been huge for this football team. And you look at the uh, addition of joint practices, that also prepares you maybe just as good as a preseason game does. And the Eagles have looked really good in joint practices this year against the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. So that's another factor as well why you prioritize health over avoiding injuries over preparedness in the preseason, not over the offseason, because obviously this team is preparing uh, for the regular season. And so, I mean, it's worked so far. It's kind of awesome. There's been no, for the first time, and it feels like years, there's been no serious injuries that have happened for the Eagles this summer. I mean, what's been the worst injury? Devontae Smith missing a couple weeks with an MCL sprain. They haven't lost any starter yet. Knock on wood. We still have another two weeks to go. But as of right now, and there were some injuries last year, late in August, I think to uh, Jalen Rager and Lane Johnson. So there is time still for Eagles players to get hurt. And we have been conditioned to expect that over the last five years, I would say. But it is awesome right now, at least, that this strategy has allowed the Eagles to remain pretty healthy heading into the regular season. Um, and the other reason I'm into rest over preparing these guys on the preseason field is because the Eagles 2021 season is basically one big evaluation process anyway, at least for a lot of these players in the coaching staff itself. I mean, this is kind of, again, we've said it so many times on the show, do we think this team is going to compete for the NFC East in the playoffs? I think so. I don't think they're a Houston Texans or a Detroit Lions team that wins one to four games. But at the same time, this isn't a year where they're trying to win a Super Bowl like they have from 2017 to 2020 over those four seasons. So when 2021, the regular season itself is kind of being used like a preseason for the Eagles, don't tell the players that, but when they're admitting they're rebuilding and maintaining more of a long-term approach based on the decisions they've made personnel-wise and with the coaching staff this offseason, that also makes it even more like the correct decision to not really play these starters during the preseason. Because again, 2021, the regular season, you got to find answers on the field when the games matter anyway. So even if Jalen Hurts were to light up the field in the preseason, you know, that's to me false hope. So, and speaking of that, honestly, playing the preseason sometimes, at least when it comes to the starters, can do more bad than good. 
even like outside of the injuries. So obviously you don't want to play guys consistently because they could get hurt out there, but the preseason can also do more bad than good because it can kind of lead to a false sense of hope, right? I.e. 2015, the Eagles take on the Green Bay Packers, Sam Bradford, Jordan Matthews, Darren Sproles, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, a rookie Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck, that offense lit up the Packers. And then it got to the point where the Eagles were so overhyped that offseason, there were almost championship aspirations, at least from some, for that team, which is nuts considering we now know how bad that team was in 2015. But I remember to this day, Adam Schefter in August, and he'll probably never admit it now, but you can go back and find it. I remember Adam Schefter picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl in 2015 after that game, and he picked Sam Bradford to win Super Bowl MVP. So sometimes the preseason can even do more bad than good outside of just injuries. Or it could also start things off bad when there is like a pressured filled season. You know what I mean? So like look back to 2012, the year after the dream team failed, they went eight and eight. They did go four and oh down the stretch. People forget they almost got into the playoffs winning the NFC East. But nonetheless, even if they did make the playoffs, it still would have been a disappointment. That team also had Super Bowl aspirations, maybe wrongly so in the offseason. But after they signed Nam Diasamoa, they traded for Dominique Rogers Cromartie. They signed Cullen Jenkins. They signed Ronnie Brown and Vince Young, and also the other Steve Smith. People forget the other Steve Smith was on the Eagles that year as well. Um, after all of those moves in free agency by Howie Roseman, um, the Eagles had Super Bowl aspirations, and then they go eight and eight. And so that next offseason, the pressure was on. It was do or die time for Andy Reid and for that team. And then in the preseason, the Eagles started off really slow, and that kind of got things off to a bad start. I still remember to this day the uh, the sideline argument between, I don't know if you guys remember, but Cullen Jenkins is sitting there on the, on the bench, and Andy Reid comes up to him and just starts getting in his face, grilling him, very unlike Andy Reid. And Cullen Jenkins, I remember, just gets up really quick and is like, it's the preseason, man. And somebody, I think it was Mike Patterson, had to hold him back. And because there was so much pressure on that team, even Andy Reid, one of the most friendliest coaches ever that really, really doesn't get fired up like that, got in the face of a leader on the defensive side of the football. And I don't think that really helped things. I think it just they, that team added even more pressure on themselves because they were playing like garbage in the preseason. So sometimes playing in the preseason can do more bad than good anyway. So for those reasons, I like the decision itself in a vacuum to not play these guys. And again, I don't, I don't think you really need it to start off fast. I mean, you look at the, for the Eagles, 2016, Carson Wentz's hot start. Just look at that, that 3-0 and start when they were on fire. Yeah, they cooled off and went 7-9. and But when they started 3-0 and that year, Carson Wentz looked like one of the best quarterbacks in football in just his first three games. And Carson Wentz didn't have a preseason. He broke his ribs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what, the first or second drive? in the first preseason game. So you don't necessarily, I cover the Buffalo Bills as well uh, for the Buffalo Bills radio affiliate. Last year, the Buffalo Bills had no preseason at all. And Josh Allen started the season absolutely on fire. That team looked like the best team in football on the offensive side of the football. So yeah, again, I think sometimes playing in the preseason can do more good than bad, or I should say more bad than good. And so the Eagles approach this offseason this summer for the preseason and resting starters, 
I think is the correct one. And hopefully against New York this Friday, they don't really play anybody again for the third straight week. I want to get into though why coming up next on Lockdown Eagles, why the decision itself I think is the right one, but the process to get there is what I have an issue with because the report was owner and general manager Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have encouraged, encouraged head coach Nick Sirianni to sit his starters. I want to get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the 2021 season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Make sure you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. It was 50. They've revved it up to 100 for the football season when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L O C K E D. O-N, bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And guys, also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. From football to basketball to boxing, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in to this Thursday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's locked on Eagles. All right, I got to get into this now. So, in segment one, I talked about how I agree with the Eagles' result of their strategy this training camp and preseason. It's Training camp, go all in with these starters. Joint practices, use the starters against the Patriots and the Jets. But when it comes time for the preseason, the Eagles have prioritized resting their guys on both sides of the football. I think for all the reasons I said in segment one, that is the correct decision. My issue with how they're, is with how they're getting there. Because the report came out today that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are encouraging Nick Sirianni to sit his starters. And so that's my issue. My issue is that a decision like this doesn't feel like it's led by the head coach and Nick Sirianni. And look, I'm sure he agrees with it 100%. I think even if they gave him, if he just had full say and Roseman and Lurie didn't say anything, I think Sirianni would have probably sided with the rest um, portion of this decision. But my question is, if he didn't agree with it, would it even matter? Because when when they say that Howie and Lurie have strongly encouraged him to rest players, we all know what that means. It's like when you're a kid and your mom asked you to do something. She wasn't asking you to do something, guys. She was telling you to do it. We all know that. And if you didn't do it, I don't know, it's different punishments for each kid, but you were grounded for me. I mean, I got, I couldn't watch the Eagles sometimes. I got things taken away, video games, Madden, that kind of stuff. Couldn't be on Twitter. No, just kidding. Twitter wasn't that, uh, I'm not, I'm not that young, but um, that's kind of how I feel with Howie and Lurie here, encouraging him. That's considering their track record. Sirianni doesn't have a choice. If he said he wants to play his guys, I don't know what would happen. 
And that's my issue is that the owner and the general manager continue to have their fingerprints all over decisions that should be led by the head coach. And look, don't get me wrong. This happens everywhere in the NFL, right? Owners, especially Jerry Jones. I mean, in the NFC East alone um, and Daniel Snyder as well, like we see in our own division, how owners can middle in affairs. It's their team and they're going to do this more. So the hands-on kind of guys in general managers too have say in this kind of thing, but in Philadelphia, especially, you know, it's a lot more influenced by these two guys than in other I would say cities like New England, Bill Belichick, like it is his choice. Like that is, he is the alpha, that is his call. And there's really, nobody's going to question him. Whereas in Philadelphia, I think the head coach has a lot less say in stuff like this compared to other places. And it's why you have seen the power struggles happen over and over again with head coaches that find success eventually. This is why Chip Kelly fought in 2015 for general manager powers over Howie Roseman. And it's why Doug Peterson at the end of 2020 basically gave up at the end and put his foot down and said, no, like this is, I'm done having you guys tell me what my coaching staff's going to look like. This is my plan. I'm going to promote from within. And then Lurie said, come back with a different plan. I don't like that one. And Doug said, no, I'm pretty much at this point. I'm done. If, if this isn't, it's my way or the highway now, considering this has been what you guys have made me do. So now I'm putting my foot down. I'm a Super Bowl winning head coach that's led you to the playoffs three of the last four years. This is the way I feel the team should go in this direction, and I'm not budging. And so it's happened consistently, and it's because the owner and the GM have more say, I think, with this organization than across the league. And I wonder, again, I've said this on the show before, I wonder if there's just a shelf life with head coaches in Philadelphia as long as this power dynamic is set up the way it is. Like, I wonder if Nick Sirianni finds the early success within the next two years that I think he's going to. Very similarly to Chip Kelly, who won 20 games in his first, um, how many games was that? In his first 32, he was, yeah, he was um, 20 and 12. In the first two years, he went 10 and six back to back. And Doug Peterson, the same thing a good start in 2016, a Super Bowl in 2017. I wonder if Sirianni finds early success, even though he's a first-time head coach right now, that's kind of a yes man and he'll you know, be okay with this kind of stuff. I wonder if history will repeat itself for a third time and Sirianni eventually as well takes issue with these strong encouragements from the owner and the general manager. I just, I truly do wonder if there is a shelf life, but Again, though, the issue was Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, right? This guy, you know, I'm rocking the Revenge Tour 2019 shirt. Shout out to Fourth and John for a, a great shirt, a great shirt. I'm sure a lot of my trolls will uh, really enjoy that I wore this shirt. And if you guys don't know what shirt I'm wearing, go check it out on YouTube. We're on video now, so now you can see my support of Carson Wentz in visual form, not just in audio form. But yeah, no, Doug and Carson were the problem. It's not the owner and GM that just, I mean, it's their show. They are just, they are running show. And so I agree with the decision to rest players this preseason. I just, that report today kind of confirmed to me and to most people what we already knew from the athletic story and just proof of what's happened with the Eagles in the last decade that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are all over every decision, including things that should mostly be a call made by the head coach. And Nick Sirianni, of course, has say he is the head coach, but again, strongly encouraged Sirianni to rest players. 
we all know that doesn't, again, it's like your mom asking you to do the dishes. She's not asking you guys. She's telling you, you have to do the dishes. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Eagles. Guys, we're going to take one more break and we'll be right back. Start thinking about, the, okay, I'm going to do it right now. When you think of the Eagles in the preseason, what is the first memory from a game that you think of? I'm going to get into that coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. All right, guys, welcome back. Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Thursday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Let's have some fun ending the show. Give me right now that the first thing that pops in your head, give me the most random preseason Eagles moment that comes to your mind. And then hit me up on Twitter at LockdownBirds at DiBiase, L-O-E. I just thought of mine, did not have this prepared. For some reason, just now, I thought of in 2000, and I want to say it was 2011 or 2012, and I might be thinking of this because I was just talking about that preseason when Cullen Jenkins and Andy Reid were in each other's face. I remember against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Michael Vick threw a bad interception to Troy Palomalu. And again, it felt very similar to the pressure um, that made Cullen Jenkins and Andy Reid kind of blow up on each other. The dream team failed, and they got one. Jeffrey Lurie gave them one more chance from 2011 going 8-8 eight and eight to 2012. The Redeem team, right? Uh, I think Michael Vick said that on NFL Network. He said that he's not, not on his watch. Is he going to let Andy Reid get fired? Obviously, we all know history tells us they go 4-12, and 12, and Andy Reid does get fired. But there was so much pressure in that preseason, and Michael Vick, you can tell, was pressing. He throws a bad pick in the tune-up game against Pittsburgh, and Troy Palomalu picks it off. And he's going down the left sideline and out of nowhere in the right side of the television screen, Michael Vick lowers the shoulder, comes shooting out like a torpedo, like head down. Everything about that tackle, coaches tell you to do the opposite growing up of what not to do when you're trying to hit somebody. Michael Vick was just so frustrated about the pick in the situation, feeling the pressure. The dude puts his head down like a torpedo and just levels. Troy Palomalu with his shoulder. Like one of the biggest hits I've ever seen, honestly, from an Eagles player on offense or defense. And it was by Michael Vick in a preseason game. And again, I feel like that hit just reflected his and all of our frustrations with that team. And honestly, like we talked yesterday about the pressure of that Super Bowl window from 2017 to 2020. I remember the pressure, it was, it felt very similar in 2011 and 2012. The difference was that team didn't win anything. That team in the 2015 core, those guys shouldn't have had those expectations to begin with, but they did. And that play really just kind of reflected that. It's funny that that's like the first thing I think of, but what an awesome hit. Um, it just came with really bad circumstances. And again, it was kind of another sign that this team was, uh, they were not going to redeem much of anything in 2012. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this Thursday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, be sure to subscribe. Monday through Friday, we have a podcast dropping all five days of the week on any podcast platform and now on YouTube. And we're always talking birds. Hit us up on Twitter at DBSELOE. And our show page is at Locked on Birds. You can also follow my co-host Gino Camilleri at GC24 underscore football. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go Birds.